Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and Pastor Adam Osier continue their discussion on the Augsburg Confession, looking at Article 19 and the cause of sin. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary. Whatever your vocation is, start here, go anywhere, grounded in God's Word. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowe, and I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Adam Osier. All right, welcome back, guys. We're back in studio, back recording. And we're not human popsicles. It is cold It is cold outside. outside. It's That's cold right. in here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you were talking about you. a space heater. <laughs> we yeah. were worried about you know the sound of the right. uh, the forced air, and I, I don't care about the sound. I just want it to be warm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cold enough outside that uh, I can tell the story of our mutual classmate William from Uganda. <laughs> uh, and, and, and William came to seminary here in on the beautiful shores of Medicine Lake uh, in, in the, Plymouth, Minnesota. Yep, Twin Cities. In the Twin Cities. And uh, his brother in Uganda told him that Minnesota got so cold that when you spoke outside, your words would freeze and drop to the ground. <laughs> that's, that's how Ugandans think about life in Minnesota. I love it. It was pretty close this morning. I had a dentist appointment this morning down in the River Valley at the Minnesota River in Chaska, and it was minus 14 when I got out of my truck. Nice. Yeah. Have you guys ever tried to like t- toss water in the air and try to see make the snow yeah, make yeah yeah so growing up in grand forks on the plains uh well our south of grand forks on the farm the coldest temperature i've ever seen on a thermometer this is not wind chill which is not real wind chill is fake i reject any science <laughs> i reject any scientific measurement that begins with i, feels I wasn't like. expecting to like <laughs> say you're anti-science no, yeah. i'm anti-science yeah no just wind chill uh, no scientific measurement should begin with feels like i'm sorry just i reject that uh but anyway coldest temperature i've seen on a thermometer is 55 below Oof. and you throw Oof. boiling water outside and you hear it pop because it freezes that's awesome yeah well, let's talk about something more positive. What do we got? <laughs> the cause of yeah, sin. Right. <laughs> Good. There we are. There we are. Uh, yeah, we are on Article 19 of the Augsburg Confession and the Apology. And I guess I should look to see, is this the shortest? Or this is this may be the shortest in the Apology, but is this the shortest uh, article in the Augsburg Confession? Uh well, we have to, is there a, or is that in the uh, formula where we have Christ's descent into hell? I think that's in the formula. Ooh. We had one super short one oh, no. about three, yeah. four episodes ago. Order in the church, uh, 14 is like one, one sentence. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, this is one of the shorter ones. Yep. Uh, this is one of those instances, too, where the Augsburg, uh, the apology is very nearly identical mm-hmm. to what the Augsburg Confession has. It, it's pretty straightforward material here, and uh, even the Roman Catholics didn't have much to say uh, mm-hmm. to dispute this article or to interact with it at all. Yeah, yep. Good. And I guess before we start, too, you know, just thinking about reading through the Augsburg Confession, reading through the Apology, uh, we're kind of slow burning that with our episodes, uh, you know, with each of the four arc episode. Uh, but Jason, can you talk a little bit about your uh, your side your side side hustle? My side side. Yeah, this would be my side hustle, and this is the side hustle to my side hustle. Well, wait a sec. Well, you have other side hustles, so this is like. Well, 
what what well, I don't know. You, you <laughs> caught me way off guard. I'm also an amateur play-by-play guy for our Bible yes, college. Yeah, and we're, we're we're gonna list all your vocations. Oh, no, no, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, so I have started a new. Um, I guess they're referring to them as blogs. Uh, but it's a new Substack. Substack is kind of what Blogger was 10 years ago to people who are writing. But I'm not doing any original writing or, or, or very little of it. It's called the Daily Book of Concord. And it's following a Daily Book of Concord reading plan. Uh, and I'm using uh, Brian Wolfmuller, Pastor Brian Wolfmuller's public domain text of the Book of Concord. Yeah. And, and what it is, is it follows this reading plan where Monday through Friday, if you sign up for this service, you get a reading of the Book of Concord delivered into your email yep. inbox. Uh, or you get the reference if you have your own Book of Concord that you'd rather use a more modern translation or whatever the case is. And then uh, the only original writing is that every Friday I'm having a different author uh, write a reflection response to the previous week's reading. Now, that might be in, in response to a specific day's reading, or it might be an overview of all five days, or whatever the case. Uh, so far, where we're at is Pastor Ben Meyer, an LCMS pastor from Ohio, did the opening reflection I did last week's, and then week three, which will be released uh, tomorrow, is Lisa Cooper. Cool. Uh, who many people know follow on Twitter. So yeah. I've got unique authors for the reading reflections lined up through May. Right. Uh, and I, I have plans to ask more. The The problem about asking too far ahead is people are like, why aren't you assigning me a text to start writing about yet? And I was like, well, because it's four months away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's really exciting project. Uh, a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, this flows out of my doctorate research in my desire for adult catechesis, uh, keeping people in the confessions. And, and what better way than just to commit to read through the Book of Concord in one year? Mm-hmm. So awesome. The, where you can sign up for that is dailyboc.substack. Dailyboc.substack.com. Cool. So yeah, it's it's not necessarily a project of being Lutheran, although I think all of us are. Yeah, both of you guys are going to write. Part of it, yeah. uh, I don't have Adam on the schedule yet, but he's agreed to write. You're coming up in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it definitely can be extension of what we're doing, but yeah. it's not officially sponsored right. by us or our sponsor. Yep. It's just something that is necessary and available, and it, it it to be honest, it involves very little extra energy or effort on my part since I'm just copying and pasting from a public yeah. domain book. Perfect. And breaking it up. Yeah. Kind of sounds like how I got through college. <laughs> no, oh, sorry. From public. I, oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that. Hold on a second. Let me get my... Uh... I, uh, let's go back and check what the statute of limitations <laughs> is on plagiarism. <laughs> uh, good. Well, thanks for talking about that. And uh, yeah, we want to encourage people to get into the Book of Concord, even as you supplement that with uh, your daily Bible reading. We yep. should get back into the Augsburg Confession, Article 19, uh, picking up from uh, the last uh, batch of episodes. And I'll go ahead and read that for us at this time. It says, It is taught among us that although Almighty God has created and still preserves nature, yet sin is caused in all wicked men and despisers of God by the perverted will. This is the will of the devil and of all ungodly men. As soon as God withdraws his support, the will turns away from God to evil. It is, Christ, it is as Christ says in John eight forty four: when the devil lies, he speaks according to his own nature. And uh, that's Article 19 of the Augsburg Confession. All right. Amen. Amen. Mm. 
So the the big idea here that we're really teaching and making sure we understand as Christians mm-hmm. from this article is God does not cause sin. And, and at various points in time, as we've been studying the Augsburg Confession and, and, and been talking about it on the show here, uh, we've employed the question, why is this an article of confession? Why is this in the Augsburg Confession? Why is this in the Book of Concord? And the reason, because there's controversy about it. There's, there's kind of a twofold thing. I'm, on, on the one hand, we'll get into that. I'm kind of surprised that the Roman Catholics didn't jump all over this because it involves the Lutheran understanding of concupiscence. Concupiscence? Concupiscence, concupiscence. Con- I'm putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. I was going to say, I've never heard it said. Concupiscence? Yeah. I always, <laughs> now you got to be careful no, how you say it. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's con- concupiscence. I, I, well, <laughs> I wish we had one of those bleep buttons there. you got to be careful. Um, yeah, I can't hear it right now. Uh, you got me overthinking about it. Right. Uh, That's but, what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but concupiscence. There you there go. We go. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, uh, being a sinful desire right. in and of itself, our desire to sin right. is itself sinful. On the other side of things, you have later in the history of the Lutheran Church, roughly 50 years after this, when the uh, formula of Concord is being uh, written and the book of Concord itself is being assembled, the very first article in the formula is on the nature of sin or on original sin, and that had to be put in there because one of the Lutheran theologians of the time, a guy by the name of Matthias Flacius, uh, in an effort to make sure the gravity of original sin was appreciated, uh, went so far as to say that human natures, in fact, are sin in their nature, like we are sinful in our own nature. And the reason that had to be rejected is if humans are sinful in our nature, then it makes God the creator of sin. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's problematic. We still are created in the image of God, but because of sinful nature being passed down to us from Adam, God is forming humans with a tainted subject or a tainted substance, mm-hmm. then, right? And so you have to be clear that any theological discussion about sin comes back to the reality that God is not the cause of sin. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the direction this article is taking us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a, uh, it's not one of those philosophical arguments of, you know, could God build a rock too big to, you know, it, it's not in that nature, although kind of sounds like it, but uh, how, uh, Adam, do you have any introductory comments on this as we get going here? I mean, I think it comes down to, you know, what exactly was lost in the fall? You know, what exactly was lost? It wasn't the image of God. It didn't uh, affect God's creation. His creation was good, but what was lost in the fall is a, a picture of, you know, um, it's it's kind of a model, if you will, for the rest of the Old Testament and the rest of history, right, is that we bought into lies and we live in those lies. I, that's just the first thing that comes to mind is exactly what was lost in the fall, what caused it, what started there. And I don't think much has really changed. The form of it changes all the time. And it looks, it, I mean, the, the examples are different, but really anytime that we sin, it's buying into some lie that has been planted about the truth that God has laid forth. It's a, it's a lie planted by the devil. And that plays out in our lives every day. 
And, and to add on to that, every time we sin, we're responsible for mm-hmm. it, that, that we own that, that we have to account for it before God is, is really why this article is being said. You know, so what you stated, that sin is located in the will of the wicked. That's mm-hmm. kind of what came out when you read it. And, and we have to understand what that's referring to or which parties that's referring to. On the one hand, sin is located in the will of Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan's mm-hmm. desire is for us to sin. You know, Satan is the father of lies and he's a murderer and nothing makes him happy than destroying the right. soul, right? But if we stop there, we can't play the devil made me do it card mm-hmm. because Satan doesn't sin for us. He tempts us to sin, but we sin. So, Sin also is located in the will of the ungodly. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes back to the concupiscence that we just talked about, is right. that your desire to sin, that when the moment the temptation becomes appealing, mm-hmm. that you crave that, te- that you covet that temptation, that in and of itself is a sinful desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember in my early days of seminary time, uh, I had never heard that word concupiscence and I think that that's an underrated word to in help pronounce. Well, to be to pro, <laughs> for one to pronounce, yeah. <laughs> but two, I just remember when somebody defined that word for me. It, I think that was helpful in clicking into place uh, some of the things that we've been talking about. You know, we can talk about free will, talk about uh, what what God is doing in the midst of uh, d- that that part of us that's uh, bound to sin. But um, I'm curious, yeah. what is the definition that you heard in seminary? Because there's a couple different ways concupiscence yeah. is used. Yeah. And I think one is specifically in relationship to sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's used that way in a narrow sense sometimes. But how, how did you hear it that it well, helped you? It was helpful, not in that narrow sense, um, but certainly that was included. But I, I think it was helpful just to hear a word that described a desire that was was in within myself that oh sure that needed to be confessed to and uh, brought into the light of the law. But yeah, it yeah. flies in the face of American Christianity, and and really, the point of this article it. Almost, although I wouldn't say it this way, almost works as an addendum to Article 18 that we just got done covering because Mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand with free will. I have heard in the generic American church so many times as sin preached as a choice. And, and, And the logical conclusion of that, either from the preacher or if you if you think about it, mm-hmm. is that we have within us yeah. the possibility of living a sinful, sinless life if we would just resist. And that's where mm. the concept of concupiscence comes into play, because that taint of original sin means that we are not bent towards the godly. We are not bent to follow God, which is, I mean, if we really wanted to go down all the rabbit trails today, the problem with seeker-sensitive you know, ministries and seeker-sensitive churches is theologically speaking, no one's going that direction on their own without the drawing of the Holy Spirit. But and, and that's that's the mentality that goes very nicely with our human nature. It's it's nice to feel like we have choice. 
right? Yeah. We go to, you know, the store, we get choices, I get options. And one of the, one of the places this comes out, actually, this isn't super modern or, super, you know, recent, but the book East of Eden by John Steinbeck, have you guys read that? I'm aware of it. I've never read it. Fascinating book in a lot of ways, but the, the, uh, and sorry for any listeners who haven't read it and want Spoiler to, I'm alert. about to spoil <laughs> yeah. something. So you might want to pause it. book has been around for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't read it by now, it's your problem. Um, you know, he talks about that it's, it's kind of a, um, a picture of Cain and Abel. And it's a story set in the early 1900s about Cain and Abel, maybe late 1800s, don't quote me on that. But it, the end result is that these brothers were, were you know, fighting. And the, this wise old sage kind of character comes in and he points back to the Bible, to Genesis chapter four. And he talks about how sin is crouching at your door. And, and the, and he goes into this big, long explanation of how the, the, the Hebrew word there means thou mayest, you may, you know, you may overcome it. It's up to you. You have to overcome this. And I love the book until you get to that point, which is kind of at the end. Uh, Steinbeck's a fantastic writer. I think he gets human nature well in a lot of other places. He fails miserably in this when he says, thou mayest. That's not what that text is saying. It's not what that text implies at all. Yeah, it's, again, when, when we pair this with free will, what you were saying, we have all kinds of choices at the grocery store, right? Mm -hmm. We, you know, go down the cereal aisle, literally at Hy-Vee or Cub Foods right now. What would you guys guess is the variety, the number of the varieties of, of dry cereal available to us? 40? Including generics? Yeah, well, yeah, including generics. 50, oh, 60? Yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that. Okay. When you pick a box of Frosted Flakes instead of a box of Raisin Bran or a box of Honeycomb. Honey bunches, a bunches of oats. Or honey bunches of oats. You are so boring, you know. <laughs> I am. I've told you that. It could have been grape nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever box you pick, yeah. that is a matter of your free choice. Cosmically speaking, eternally speaking, the decision to grab a certain box of cereal over a different box of cereal matters not. But we want to import that, as we discussed the last four episodes, we want to import that... Theologically. The, theologically. Matters of spiritual and eternal significance. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to sinning or not sinning, you are, by your nature, by your programming, bent towards choosing sin. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that is because you are a selfish idolater, right? And, and what, what Luther explains in the large catechism on the first commandment, what comes out in scripture, is that... When we are accused of idolatry by God in Scripture, the idol we are most often worshiping is ourself. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and, and, and really, that comes out, Isaiah writes about it, like Isaiah 43 or 44, it comes out in one of the Psalms, that, that you are what you worship, right? Is that, it comes out like that, that those who worship them become like them. But I think theologically, we want to invert that, is the reason why there are so many false religions and false idols out there in actual organized religion is because all of those false idols are really just manifestations of ourselves, mm -hmm. it, it, especially Western mythology. Go down the pantheon of the Greeks or the Romans or the Norse, and you have these superhumans who have one virtue that's really kind of awesome, and then they're screwed up every other way, and they become stories about 
human nature in and of itself because we want to glorify ourselves. We're so desperate to insert ourselves into the equation. Well, it's Romans chapter one. They worship the creature rather than the creator. It's just an outworking of that. I have a question for you, Jason. You you talked about, um, and I think it's more of a point of clarification. When you talk about we are bent towards sin, um, bent toward means like we have a tendency, like I have a, a tendency to, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to use a good example here, but I can't think of one. Right. I have a tendency to fall backwards when I ski- skate. Okay. Uh, that's I'm because that, I'm very, way. yeah, I have no balance and there's, that's another story for another podcast. Is this a true story? It is just, a true story. Oh, okay. So I have this tendency <laughs> to do that, but I don't always have to, and I can overcome it with my will. When you talk about being bent towards sin, this is, it's bent in the way that we, in our own nature, cannot bend it back. Correct. It's, yeah. Again, it's, we, we, we want to, even, even as people have said we're bent towards sin, what we want to do in our sinful natures is make it a matter of wheel alignments. Yeah. Right. So that. So the cart doesn't swerve anymore. Yeah. Or yeah. or the truck. I mean. That's I mean, where I was going. By yeah. the way, is in oh. my mind. I was thinking of like when the grocery cart swerves, we can overcome that. Yeah. But I thought that was a dumb example. My or, skating or like, is better, right? You know, or like a front end alignment, right? You you, you can either go get your wheels aligned right. at the shop, or you can turn left to drive straight. Which I've had several vehicles that I've had to do that on right. throughout the years. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about, right? Because you are at war with God because of your sin. That, yeah. that, that's your starting point. You know, right. while we were still enemies, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5, mm-hmm. right? And uh, th- this, you, you are not ever in a neutral place with God. You're, you're never at, well, it could go either way. You are either an object of God's wrath mm-hmm. Or you are the object of God's reconciliation, but it is God who does that activity, not us. Right. And, right. and I think that's why I mentioned that, you know, talking about concupiscence was helpful to me in clarifying theologically, even for me becoming a Lutheran and, and uh, appreciating that. And I think it's, it's touching on what you just said is, is done was my uh, attempts at trying to correct myself or try to improve myself uh, I, re- I realized to the core that uh, I, I'm a sinner and I have desi- desires for sin. And so uh, it, it's kind of like the, the preaching of the law drives us to the end of ourselves and to the foot of the cross. Yeah, the, the, the preaching of the law has two objectives for us as humans. One, it kills us and drives us to the cross for mercy. And two, it shows us the appropriate good works that we do for our neighbor. But, but what we want to do in our sinful nature is take those good works we do for our neighbor and put them on this sliding scale of righteousness. Yeah. And, and, you know, or put them on a platter and offer them to God yeah, Either instead. one, right? It's, it's <laughs> right? the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's we want to, to make that backwards because we always think we have this ability to overcome our sinfulness by our own activity rather than trust that oh no, the, the righteousness of Christ in our place is sufficient. There's a, a liturgical prayer that we pray um, as we are, um, when I was in Pittsburgh, we had some more liturgical prayers that we used. And one of the lines in the confession of sin that we would use, I believe it was specifically on communion Sunday, was forgive us for the secret thoughts and desires, which mm-hmm. I cannot fully understand, mm-hmm. but which are wholly known unto thee. That's good. And that is... Um, the, the the thoughts and desires which we can't understand. I loved that prayer 
Because when we recognize our sinfulness, when we recognize our own nature, we recognize that the desires that cause us to act out in ways that we are not called to do, and we recognize it, there's a whole fresh layer underneath that we don't even recognize that those desires are such a part of us, but the redemption, you know, and the forgiveness that's in, in Christ when we recognize that is a, a powerful reminder and an absolution for us. Amen. Amen. That, that's probably a good place to end today's episode. Any closing thoughts? No, I think that's that? a good breaking point. All right, yeah. good. Well, catch us next time as we continue talking about this article. And uh, we were joking that we, it was so short, we would not have enough to talk about, but... We didn't even get halfway through We didn't even we get halfway through, about. so come back next time to hear the more discussion on the cause of sin. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and Pastor Adam continue their discussion on Article 19 of the Augsburg Confession, The Cause of Sin. For the latest from the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary in Plymouth, Minnesota, visit flbc.edu. God bless you and have a great week.